Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder, the episode number I'm completely blanking on because it's been so long. It's been, it was episode 221 last time, so it is episode 222, all twos. I am joined today uh, by a special returning guest. Uh, he is now, I think, a three-time guest on this podcast, and that is at Snotty Driven, James Hollis. Or Jason Tatum Fresh, as, as I like to call him, as the as the pals around him call him every day. Uh, how are you doing? So, just a quick explanation to that one, guys. On Twitter, my actual like uh, screen name is Jason Tatum Uma Thurman Manny Fresh. Like they all run together, so it's Jason Tatum uh, Thurman Fresh. <laughs> And it, it looks it looks way better written out. So if you see me on Twitter at Snotty Dripping, it looks way better written out. It sounds ridiculous to say it out loud. So uh, I'm I'm good, man. I've been off of work since last Monday. I'll go back until next Monday. Mm-hmm. I took a little trip to Seattle. I got to I was up there for work, and when I got back, my boss was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're placing you on two weeks of paid administrative leave as a precaution, just to keep you out of the office. We need you to self quarantine." So I've, I've been self-quarantining a little bit before everybody else was self-quarantining. I'm like a hipster on it. Mm, uh, nice. But yeah, yeah, a lot of, lot of naps, a lot of YouTube, Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so it was just you because you went to Seattle, I assume, and that's a hot spot. Uh, yeah, well, any, any travel, actually, uh, I work for the government, and like any travel right now, as we come back, they're sending you home for two weeks. So. Mm, okay. Cool. Well, yeah, it sounds sounds nice. How have you? So, you said you've been doing it for a week. What is what has been your way to kind of cope with social distancing? I know you said YouTube and Netflix, but you know, like for me, for me, it's been interesting because I'm also doing the same thing, and you know, you get to a point where those things just it's like. I don't know. It just feels like you need it. It's not enough to like occupy your day. So I've been trying to like come up with things to do around the house and like just being still productive while not being at your place of work. So how have you like what is have you been doing anything different in that way or is it just been like still trying to figure that out? Um, I mean, like I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my own company, so like it's not a big deal. I yeah. know it's not it's temporary, so like. Not saying that everybody else is not. It's just that I know it's, I don't know, like like normally I go to work, I get home, and I just kind of hang by myself too, you know. But, uh, you know, I socialize, and just it's a temporary thing. And I don't know. I think maybe uh, I'm also ex-military, you know, so I'm used to kind of like arduous situations. So, like, this is just kind of boredom, you know. We got all the things at our fingertips, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube TV, like there's plenty to do, so it's it's fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one thing we don't have right now is basketball. Uh, I don't honestly know how long it's been at this point. It feels like it's been six, seven months. I don't know. Since the last basketball game I saw at this point, it's probably actually been like one and a half weeks, maybe two. Um, I think the latest reporting is that they are expecting like June or July for a return, but that's obviously like super speculative because nobody, like, we just don't, nobody knows anything about this yet to, or enough to know. So, I mean, People are all, I mean, I think a lot of podcasts that are, are in the basketball world are sort of, you know, having to change up their content a lot. But another thing they, a lot of discussion has been what they're going to do once they come back. Like, how are you going to uh, uh, adjust? Because there's like a three month period, if it is July or whatever, that was supposed to be for basketball and now you're kind of like skewing the timeline of next year too if it goes on too long and then you think about this year like how are you going to do the playoffs i mean it would make zero sense to not have a championship like that's the the whole point of the season um so you have to have that um so there's a lot of variables to go into consideration then you also think about college basketball there's all of that too so um from like from what you I guess what what do you think is the best if you were Adam Silver what do you think would be the best way to kind of handle this once coronavirus disappears or we get a vaccine or whatever oh and see it all it's all it has to be fluid right yeah it's like if they get the all clear in a month then it'll be different than if it takes three months because the timeline compresses right um, but uh, I would like to see, uh, maybe a compressed playoffs where like maybe the first couple rounds are just best out of five, you know, yeah. um, yeah. and just, just make, maybe make just the conference finals and the finals best out of seven, or just make the finals best out of seven, just so we can, like you say, we can get a champion in place. Um, mm-hmm. everything else will be compressed from there. And like, even while that's playoffs are happening, they can, they have to, figure out the best way to do player evaluation and, you know, figure out some draft stuff. Um, start the next season, you know, start next season at Christmas. So it's just, it's really fluid, man. Like it's, it's almost impossible to project anything out right now, you know, because that's just, that's yeah. where we are right now. Just like, this is uncharted territory. You know what I mean? So like everything is brand new. There's no, there's no real, we can't say, well, you know, look what happened before. Cause this is, this is brand new. So, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, do you watch Rick and Morty? Yes, <laughs> I am. I am of that group. So there's an episode. I mean, you've seen it, but to, for the listeners, there's one where uh, Rick invents this little. Uh, basically, it's a robotic butter dish, and like it's like, what is my purpose? He goes, your purpose is to spread butter. And the, <laughs> the little robot looks so like it's so intelligent. It was like, and asked him. I think I asked him another time, like, what is my purpose? He goes, your purpose is to serve butter. And the robot looks so dejected. And that's what all the NBA <laughs> Twitter is like right now. Because, like, the NBA is a tie that binds everybody together. A lot of these guys are bloggers, podcasters. And so, you know, that's like 24-7. It's basketball. And you know, we have the offseason, the offseason. But now it's just nothing. There's literally just nothing. Yeah. Like, you can see these guys spinning their wheels. And, like, I'm, I'm reading some of these podcast topics that come down my feed. I'm like, I'm not listening to this. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hear you guys takes on movies from like the eighties and like movies from like the, what is, what's happening right now. Like you can, you can hear these guys kind of spiraling out because of, yeah. I mean, 
all their connections are basketball. And, you know, we can only, we can only argue about is a hot dog a sandwich so many times. So like, you can, um, yeah. so that's it for the media part. But as far as uh, Adam's uh, first silver, he, uh, so I don't, I don't, uh, you know, it's, he's in a tough spot. He's in charge of a multi-billion dollar, uh, you know, entity, but it's not about money right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we see things like happen like in Philly where they're trying to like talk about chopping, uh, you know, reducing like they, they're going to chop what chop chop pay for people who make over 50,000 and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like these are billionaires. Like I get it. They're not making money right now because the NBA shut down. But you're a billionaire. You made these billions for this reason. Like if something like this happens, you, you have, you're sitting on billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just such a weird, weird time. And. Uh, all I can say is hopefully when all of this is over, like we have some big systematic changes here in America, because obviously there's a bunch of, you know, we're seeing a lot of flaws and holes. Yeah, there's uh, it's it's a big, very heated topic, I think, in the political world, especially. But I mean, yeah, it, it, and you can point fingers at who's to blame and all of that. But yeah, at the end of the day, this was our system just wasn't ready for it. And um neither was italy i mean neither was trying like no no really nobody was um because this is like everyone the word everyone says is unprecedented and it is it's an unprecedented time um but yeah there is a lot of corrections and i mean that's some silver lining here is that now we'll be prepared next time some god forbid something like this happens um yeah i agree something needs to change it's it's funny (laughs) When you were talking about the media stuff, I, I actually came across an article today by an NBA website that I won't name because it was a legitimately embarrassing title. And it was like top 13 furniture retailers to look into for your furniture. And I was like, this is an NBA website. Why are we talking? Like, what is this topic? Why are we? Do, like, do you have nothing else to talk about besides furniture? Like this it was crazy uh so yeah the the media i I think it's really bringing out the creative people in this world too um because a lot of people are struggling like you said podcasts and websites and all that but i think there are some creative folks out there that are doing some really interesting things um just to make content because if you don't have basketball you have to do something else like people still want to see videos or you know webs uh, articles podcasts all of that so it's been interesting to kind of see um how that's been developing uh yeah i i don't know where the philadelphia stuff came down to uh last i heard from woge is that they are they like came to an agreement with that but i don't remember the specifics um so yeah i i I don't know. I think it. I think it was definitely like the billionaires are just like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe don't. We don't want to really pay this. So, kind of BS in my opinion. Um. All right. I I have a game to propose to you. Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. I actually already told you, but I want to just pretend like I'm telling you again. Dude, don't don't say that. <laughs> don't ruin it. <laughs> Okay, are you ready for this game? I'm about to tell you for the first time. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so 
the I don't have a title for it. I think I'm going to call it. Um, uh, let's call it quote drafts. Votes on quotes. Quotes on quotes. Votes on quotes. Votes with a V. Votes on quotes. Votes on quotes. That makes more sense than the thing I just said. Um, so the idea is that I have compiled 10, as I pull it up in my Google Docs, I have compiled 10 quotes from various NBA players. Uh, and five of them are top 20 players in the league currently, while the other five are at best role players, but usually a, un, under the average player in the league, so below average. And you as the GM of your team, for whatever reason, cannot know any other information about the player besides this one quote, which, to be honest, that's probably how a lot of GMs operate, given their draft history at this point, but whatever. Ah. Ah. Uh, so your job is to draft five of them, and I will not tell you the names of any of the players till the end, so you don't figure out which five or the you know which one. Uh, and well, I I hopefully I wish we had someone else on to do this because I was going to have you compete against somebody, but you'll just basically try to have the best five uh, of these ten people because I'll reveal to you at the end what they are. So. Uh, Basically, there's not really positions. I, I just picked like five people I could find for each. So it's not like about a lineup fit, whatever. Just pick the best, try to pick the best five and and we'll see if you are actually a good GM or not because everyone knows a good GM is basically able to determine a good player by one particular quote out of top context. Everybody knows that. So yeah. yeah. Are you are you ready to uh, to do your voting for the quoting? I'm ready. I am ready to vote that quote. Vote that quote. We need a game show audience being like, vote that quote, and then I come in, but we don't. All right, number one. Uh, I've I should have. I think I know the question for most of these, but this one it doesn't need a context. So, so here's, here's my question: Are you gonna give me all ten? Or are you gonna just give me like two at a time? And I pick no. one. No, so the way it's going to work is I will say the quote, and then before I say the next one, you have to say I'm taking him or I'm not taking him. What the? All right. That's, yes. All right. <laughs> it's got to be hard, you know? Because all right, let's do it. So you have to be strategic. Like, maybe I don't want this guy sounds like I don't want him on my team, whatever. So we're, we're making this as challenging as possible because I like to make people in difficult situations all right number one quote it's great i think this whole valley boys thing is taking over we've got the pop-up shop everyone is wearing the gear and all that stuff everyone is all really close everybody here is good people no bad people nobody's trying to dominate over anyone else everybody that wants to get better and play well end quote so it's a it's a phoenix sun as the time up pop up shop. Um, it and sounds, I'll tell you, the date is 2019. I'll tell you the date for all of these two. So it's probably. Well, I'm going to guess it might be Kelly Oubre. And I like Kelly Oubre. So I'm going to say. I'm going to waste one early and say. All right, hold on. Pop up shop. It's going well. I like how you're putting all of these contexts 
I'm trying to, but I don't know if I want to use, like you said, if it's only Kelly Oubre, I don't want to use a player. And I don't know if that's a Devin Booker thing to say. Uh, I like Kelly, but I don't know if So I'm going to pass. All right. So I will mark that as red for that particular player. All right. Number two, contestant number two. Quote, I mean, I think everybody in the city feels what's going on. It's a whole different mindset, whole different mentality. I've been watching a lot of film. We look a lot. We look like a whole different team. We're moving as one through thick and thin. We're sticking with each other. 2019. Uh, that sounds like it's a top 20 player quote. Watching film. 2019. Can you tell me if it's fall or spring 2019? Uh, I think this interview... I want to say it's fall. Yeah, it's fall. Yeah. I have no clue. It's kind of a PC, very kind of like bland. This one's tough. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a like post game interview quote. So those are a little tricky because yeah, it's all PC. Uh, I've been watching a lot of film. I don't know. I'll say I'll take him because it sounds like he's a, a a pretty big central kind of player, and he's doing the political kind of quotes so probably i don't know i'll just take it let's try it why not all right drafting this particular player first all right contestant number three quote i think my first nba check was and this makes me uncomfortable to even think about my first check was like thirty-five thousand dollars, and it was the most money i'd ever seen in my life uh 2000 oh i didn't write that i think this was 2019 Right, well, that's the role player, and I'll pass on him. All right. Pass on contestant number three. Contestant number four, quote, I feel like it's the game of basketball. I got to go out there, contribute any way I can, not trying to do anything that's out of my game. We have a pretty good team coming up, so I'm happy for the experience. 2014. This is one of the older ones. Oh, my goodness. This is, so I hate you for this game. Um, <laughs> this so is so many, much fun for me. What, what, contestant is, what contestant is this one? Say that again. What contestant is this? What number is this? Oh, this is four. four. We've done three. Four. You've passed on two, and you've drafted one. All right, this is four. I'm going to pass on this one, too. Okay. Pass this on guy contestant. That guy sounds boring. I don't, like, I don't like the sound of that one. Interesting assessment. All right, contestant number five. This uh, The context of this quote is, who would play you in a movie? And the answer was, quote, Idris Elba because of his style, but most importantly, because of his British accent. I felt like I had one growing up, and then I lost it. 2017. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> British player. God damn it. <laughs> this is so much fun for you. Um, so it's not my boy John Amici because he's been retired for a while. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, the, 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 the guy in Orlando. Guy in Orlando. Yeah, the two guard. Uh, I don't know if he's British. Uh, I thought he was. I don't know. What, 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 year, what year was this? 2017. 
Was Louisville Dang still in the league then? Shit. I think this was this was um spring of 2017. The 2016-2017 season. So the person is still in the league now, though, right? I mean, yeah, so everyone here in this game is still in the league. Uh, no, never mind. One, nine out of ten are. This one is. So this guy is. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Excuse my language, sorry. Oh, that's fine. Uh, kids, kids, cover yours. I am going to... Screw it. I'm gonna draft him. All right. I got nothing. I got I got nothing going on right now. <laughs> nothing to lose. All right. All right. You have drafted two out of the first five. Now coming into the second half. Uh okay, so a quote. I think I have a better feel for movies than Pat. I just have a strong feeling because I just do, and he just has to live with it. 2016. See, the problem with this game is I thought we'd have, like, some relevant basketball quotes. I didn't know it'd be random quotes, and now you're... What? What is... That's good. You've got clues right there, dude. You've got a name. It could be... It could be talking about Patrick Patterson. It could be uh, Pat in San, in San Antonio. Oh, boy. Um, this is where your, your uh, investigative journalism what needs to shine. Think... Gather all of the clues... Could be an ex Patrick Ewing freaking disciple. Um, <laughs> I know disciple. So like he somewhere when when he, he I don't know he Patrick was his coach at, at Georgetown. Um, uh, so how many how many? Tell me, so this is number five. Six. This is number six. I already picked two. Yes, you picked two out of five, so you need three in these last five. For your team. Screw it. I'm, I'm passing this guy just because that's a dumb quote. <laughs> hey, that's mean. All right. Next, contestant number seven. Quote It's just cool that I'm a role model, for, role model for younger kids. For him to meet me where I'm heading in my career, I think it's a pretty big deal for him. And this is pre draft 2017. Give you a little extra clue there. Uh, okay. I'll take it because he sounds like he's a, a real deal player. Okay. Taken as your third player. All right. Contestant number eight. Quote, I let them choose that. I'm just out here to, out there to play basketball and win games. Whatever decision they make, they put all the work and the research in, all the other stuff. They made a trade, and so far it's been pretty good. 2020. Again, I very – notice how I gave you a nice clue there. You didn't give me a damn clue. What's yes, clue? I did. Listen, do you, do you hear what I was saying? Read the quote again. I let them choose that. I'm just out here there to play basketball and win games. Whatever decision they make, they, they put all the work and the research in, all the other stuff. They made a trade, and so far it's been pretty good. 2020. Man, I don't know. So somewhere at the trade deadline, I guess. I don't know. I'll take this guy because he sounds like he's – one of the big name players on the team. And he was just like, I'm just here to play. They made a good trade. So I'll take it. I'll okay. take that. Okay. All right. You now have one left, two contestants to go. All right. Quote. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is going to be a, a terrible quote, but it, it just was funny to me. They're all Once terrible you know they, quotes. <laughs> no, they were, dude. The, the last one was such a dead giveaway. Okay. 
this was this was an interviewer uh, pre-draft uh, asking what type of player he was, and he said, "quote I'm an all-around basketball player. I can run, I can shoot, I can pass. Just an all-around player." 2013. This is it's it's it'll be it's a very interesting quote once you know. I'll t- I'll say this is another clue. It's a very interesting quote once you know who it is, and it is pre-draft 2013. Uh, how many picks I have left? One. So you can pick between this guy or the other guy. Yeah, I'll wait for the next guy. All right. Okay. <laughs> the next quote, because I couldn't find any more good ones. The next quote came from 2013. The quote is, what? 2013. That, that's my quote? Yep. And I got to pick him, right? It's my last pick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. so, okay, this one, since you have to pick now, I'll let you choose between the last guy and this guy. Uh, oh, is there more to that quote, or is it just what? That's, the, that's all I, I gave you for this. And w- what year was that quote? 2013. That's Russell Westbrook. I'll take him. Dang it. You got it. Because I know what the rest of the quote is, and it's, yeah. it's yeah, it, that's good. Yes, you cannot say the rest of the quote. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't. I was, hope, I was wondering if you are going to get that. So, yeah, that was Russell Westbrook, so you picked him correctly. Uh, right. So we're going to go backwards. So the guy you actually passed on at number nine was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> In his well, see, that's a lie, though. That's, that's a terrible quote by him because he can't freaking shoot. He couldn't shoot back then. Well, he thought he could. And it's also funny because if you watch the video of this, he's like, he can barely speak English. So he's like, he's basically just trying to say something for the reporter that they can write down. But it's just clearly a lot of like, it's just like the most PC answer because he doesn't really know what he's saying. So it's just, it's just skinny Giannis talking to this one reporter who doesn't think he's in, in, in anybody, just giving him basic answers. So it's just like, oh yeah, this guy's actually the best player in the world now. Who would have thought? So yeah, that was Giannis. I will say you got two, you got three of the five good players. Okay. So that's, okay. that's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I'll take it. You did pretty good on some of these. So on number eight, uh, uh, the one with they made a trade and so far it's been pretty good. That was James Harden and the Rachel Nichols interview, the same okay. interview where he bashed Giannis uh, and made that whole thing a, a, a thing. Uh, so yeah, that was. That was his answer to that. Again, very generic. But the trade thing was a nice hint. And you, you figured it out. You figured out the context of the quote that he was a star. So good analysis there. The next one is very, very funny because I knew you would fall for this. So this is, actually, <laughs> this is actually Frank Mason. This was the quote where he said, it's just cool for me to be a role model for younger kids. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the, the last sentence was, for him to meet me where I'm heading in my career, I think it's a pretty big deal for him. Frank Mason said that. <laughs> so who was the player thought, he was talking about? He was talking, so it was a little kid. And I guess he like, I guess he like met with a kid before the draft workout or something. And so this reporter was asking him about it. So he was like, yeah, it's just pretty cool to be a role model for younger kids. I'm like, there are people out there that have Frank Mason as their, <laughs> as their role model. You know what? I'm a, I, in his defense, he is an NBA player, so like he's 
to a lot of these kids. Like any kid who knows, like a kid who's 12 and knows who, you know, a fan of that team and sees, oh, crap, it's Frank Mason. That's a big deal. So I, I'll, give him his, I'll give him his props for that. Fair. Yeah. He probably should, it, it, it sounds very like um, maybe he has a maybe a little bit inflated version of himself where he thinks he's like a role model. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, you know, he's 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 in the, you know, he's in the like two percent of the one percent as as far as like you know, there's a handful of NBA players. He's one of them. So. Yeah. True. But yeah, it was just very funny to me because I knew that was that was like the curveball in this whole whole game because it was just so funny to me. All right, next up, you did not pick this player, and rightly so. Uh, this was the quote where he thought he had a better feel for movies than Pat. Pat, in this case, was Patrick Patterson, and this was Terrence Ross on the Toronto Raptors in 2016 in an interview. Unprecedented, said he had a better feel for movies than Patrick Patterson. So very weird thing to bring up there. So excellent job there not picking him. The next one you did pick was Patrick Patterson. Oh, uh, this, was, this was the quote where he said Idris Elba should pl- play him in a movie because he thinks he had had an English accent growing up and then lost it. Not sure why he thought that because Patrick Patterson does not have an English accent at all. But it really makes you confused if you see that quote out of context because you start thinking of who is British because <laughs> this guy is not British at all. Did so, you not any time in England? I don't. I mean, maybe. Patterson kind of sounds English, very properly. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna look him up, but yeah, that's a weird quote. Okay, Google it. All right. Um, so you did very, very good on the next one. So I feel like this is the game of basketball. I gotta go out there and contribute the way I can. Very PC answer. This was Anthony Bennett days after he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2014. The only player to not play in the NBA anymore in this list. So everyone knows about that. So you passed on him. Excellent job there. Next up, the guy who saw a $35,000 check and it was the most money he'd ever seen in his life. You passed on this guy. This was Clay Thompson. Oh, damn it. Warriors 2019 in an interview with a financial group, which I'm not sure why he was doing that. But uh, he he did. And he's apparently now seen much more money than $35,000 given that he's one of the best three-point shooters of all time but I thought that was an interesting quote because it just kind of shows how like humble that guy is still and it also makes for an excellent uh, quote for this type of game because it's very misleading so the last star which you did pick and this was I feel like the city feels what's going on whole different mindset I've been watching film that was Devin Booker in the early of this season, 2019 season, 2020 season, uh, in a post-game interview, so a pretty difficult one to get, but you did draft him, so that was your third star. And then the first one, who you correctly guessed was a Phoenix Sun uh, with the Valley Boys, that was Frank Kaminsky in the same oh, season. Jesus. Okay, so I passed on that one, though. I passed on that one. You did good there. You did good there. Okay. So at the end of the day, your lineup is... Devin Booker, Patrick Patterson, Frank Mason, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. So not bad. I'd take that five. I would, uh, I guess. I mean, I guess we'll play Pat, Pat as my small ball center. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Patterson. Uh, if I can yeah. ship Frank Mason into the sun, that'd be cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I missed on Giannis, but I'll take it. 
That's a tough one. I mean, I, I probably should have done one that was a little more accurate. But a lot of Giannis's quote, like the only other one I was thinking of that would be interesting is the quote he did about James Harden. But er, like you, everyone knows that quote, so it would have been too easy. But he's 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 got some very generic ones, that's for sure. So yeah, I will I'll take that as a win for you. Three out of five. That is uh, that's above average right there. So congratulations, you you win um, a uh, a great amount of appreciation from me. That's it. I don't want that shit. No, well, I, I find <laughs> no appreciation to them. I appreciate you. Get out of here. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, that I I hope I'm gonna try to do some more of those games. I think it's fun. I the, the reason I got it was because of this like. Or the reason I thought of it was because of this Love is Blind show that's been going on on Netflix, which I personally think is, like, the dumbest thing in the world. But it's riveting TV, like, entertaining, and makes you want to watch, even though I, it's terrible. But the idea of, like, not seeing the person, not knowing anything about them, you only just hear them and, like, give, have answers for them, and then you just have to pick. Like, that's impossible. So the fact that you did pretty good is is quite impressive yeah so, um, i don't know what that show is oh you don't know about that so no. it's so dumb it's it's a it's sort of like the bachelor but even worse so in the bachelor you get to like see everybody and you can kind of like mingle and all that and love is blind it's the same idea except you never see the other partners that you're thinking about you just like hear their answers and then, based off of those, have to make a decision if you're going to marry them. Marry but, them? Yeah. You have to, like, propose to these people. And it's just like, what a stupid concept. Like, how <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, it's the same idea with this game. Because it's like, who would ever draft an NBA player just by, like, what they say? So stupid. But I made it made for funny a funny game. That's for it sure. It did. Mm-hmm. You're... You're a great host for making me put me through that. Uh, I know. I like to make all my guests uh, feel as uh, uh, to have as difficult as uh, games as possible, just to make them on their keep them on their toes, you know. But um, yeah, unfortunately, there's just not any other basketball news, as we've already alluded to. So that's that's why we're we're coming up with the games and such. Uh, I mean, there kind of is, like, in my basketball news, I mean, there's plenty of mixtapes of your favorite player going nuts on YouTube, you know. What is, uh, so have you been watching any old basketball games? Like, I, I know League Pass um, made all of their games free. Have you been going back and watching any of the old games? Um, I have not. There are a couple, it's kind of on my little, I made, a, a sh- like, a short list. Like, I was thinking about that one game. I got to find it. The one where Steph Curry was pointing at Jalen Brown and, like, talking crap because I think the Warriors were up big at the half or get, about to get up big. And then the Celtics came back and won. I think that was still Isaiah Thomas with Boston. Oh, yeah. That was way back, yeah. Yeah, so that game. Um, let's see, what other games? What I'm games from this find- season? Like, if you had to pick oh. three games from this season, which ones would you go back and watch? Well, of any season- team. Yeah, this season, let me see. Um, one I was think if you have to think for a second, the one I really want to go back and watch is the <laughs> Lakers-Pelicans game when Zion is in, and it's like Zion versus LeBron. That that game totally lived up to the hype, and it was just 
super fun to watch Zion just dunk on everybody and then LeBron shoot from the logo just for no reason. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, and there's, there's, that's why this season, uh, this season obviously is going to go down because of this, as you know, infamy, but it was a pretty entertaining season. And I know that, you know, as the first post-Warriors domination season, right, it was like, it's kind of wide open and there's so many different storylines. So, um, I don't know, there's probably a handful I want to go back, like uh, the Celtics, when the Celtics beat the Bucks, they came back from uh, like 19 down to beat the Bucks. That was a good one. Um any game where Denver got embarrassed because I love, I love to see Jokic in the Nuggets. <laughs> Wait, um, do you just hate just hate Jokic? I don't hate him. He's a good player. I know he's a good player. It's just that he has a certain horde of fans that just like they want to oh, oh, yeah, over this. the head with the numbers to make you say he's like a top five player, and they try to show you that he's been one of the most. You know, look at his. Uh, is you know I, I believe in these numbers like these are like I know VORP is a valuable number as far as it's like one of those catch-all stats and I know that but they're like he's had like they show these these graphs where they show like he has a higher something than Michael Jordan and you know I'm like come on guys I get it he's he's, he's like, so here's another thing for, with me big men who really like like big men like passing big men don't really impress me for some reason that's just not so he's a great passer I get it but like I'm like I don't really care um, he looks so goofy. He just like it's upsetting. He does look goofy. So not just not the way he looks like, but like yeah, he plays like like there's no way he's gonna make that shot. But he keeps making it. So that's he's good. I, I I he's an elite player. I get it. But yeah, the way that they talk about him online makes me like root against him. So him well, and, aren't you him, the one him, that said you said you ahead. went to a Denver game right and they were terrible? Is that wasn't that you? Oh no, I wish. I wish I went oh. to Denver. Somebody, so we had a guest on the podcast one time and they said that and I thought it was you but I guess starting to add up now Denver seems to be a very ferocious group of fans well it's, 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 it's the same way with Rudy Gobert like yeah. I reckon I, so here's the thing I like going into last season I was like all right the Jazz play hard you know Donovan Mitchell's a rising star this is gonna be cool but then like I hear Rudy Gobert is borderline is a top 10 player uh, and they're talking about the screen assist and like they're he's you know, it's just like the way they talk about him to the point where I want to see him fail, which is, is very petty. I know it's very petty and silly, but it's real. So when they were they, they had that nice little skid where they like they weren't playing very well towards the end of the season here. And I was loving every moment of it. And like Rudy Gobert has been, has been playing great. And I was loving him. Now, I, I hate the fact that he got sick. You know, that's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm married, it's all about basketball here. So, um, and you know, he, he obviously he took a took a, a verbal beating for what you know his action before, but but yeah, it's to, it's to the point where I'm like every time like he gets you know the highlights of him getting turned around by Chris Paul, and I'm like, or he got dunked on by Derek Jones Jr. in Miami, and it was like it's like that's Heck what yeah. that's what the NBA is about right there. Mm-hmm. I. I agree with your sentiment that I hope Utah can loses in general, just because I, so Rudy Gobert did get coronavirus, obviously, but I, I have had, I've had this conspiracy. I don't know if you even want to call it that. Like there's some evidence to suggest this, but I believe that Utah knew that Rudy Gobert was possibly stick with virus. And rather than being precautious and leaving him in Utah because they tro- they had to travel to Oklahoma City 
uh, on their off day. I think they intentionally brought Rudy Gobert on the off chance that when they got the test back, it would be negative and he could go play. And they wanted him to play because that was a crucial four five seed playoff. Because if Oklahoma City won, they would have jumped Utah for that four seed. And so Utah was, Utah was like, oh, we can't, we have to make sure we have all of our guys in because if Rudy Gobert's not in, Stephen Adams is going to dominate in the paint and we won't be able to stop him. So let's, let's bring Rudy Gobert. And he's probably not sick with coronavirus. He just probably has the flu or something else. And then they get there and he's obviously sick. And so then the whole thing shuts down. And not only that, because they brought him to Oklahoma City, now had to test like every other player in the locker room for the disease before they let them go. And they wasted a gazillion tests that they could have been using for like other people that were more likely to have it or whatever. So the fact it I go to my grave saying this until I'm proven otherwise, but I believe the Utah Jazz did something really stupid for a basketball advantage and ultimately cost Oklahoma City like a lot for like tests and like resources and just spreading the disease further, which is already super irresponsible to do. Like all that just is so ridiculous to me. And Utah hasn't said anything because I don't think they have to say anything because there's no way to prove but i think they did and for that reason i think utah i hope utah loses every other game for the rest of all time well damn all right yeah um so i'm gonna just i'm gonna be the i'm gonna be the uh the skip bayless to your shannon sharp and i'm gonna just okay back and say that let's hope none none of that happened let's hope that you know like he really didn't think he was sick and all that so i don't know i i don't I'm more. I'm more of a what's done is done guy. I'll say this: sure, in the in the big scheme of things, you're saying I could cost Oklahoma City for the test and stuff, but hey, it's a multi-billion-dollar uh, entity. The team can can they can afford it, and I get it. I do. I'm agreeing with you that you know that's a resource that they went somewhere else. But uh, from what I understand, they brought those like they they made sure they purchased those tests from a private a private tester. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It sucks. It all sucks. I know the value lesson was learned. Moving forward, we'll be hopefully more prepared. But yeah, basically, uh, you know, when when you beat me over the head and tell me Rudy Gobert is a top ten player and start showing me by deep dive, deep, deep dive advanced stats, I'm gonna tell you to shut up. And <laughs> I want to I want to see him get dunked on. I want to see him like you know for whatever reason you know teams are scoring him on, on at the rim and I'm like oh yeah yeah that's the guy you tell me he's top ten. So he's not even gonna make like the All NBA teams. Like, how can you argue that? There's no way. He's not going to be in the top of the All-NBA teams for center. There's, like, there's like so many others that are above him. So there's no way he's top ten. Absolutely well, not. I get he's a strong, he's a great defender for what he does. But, yeah, people are just, they talk crazy. So Yeah, that's Twitter for you. So. And here, here's another another little, maybe slightly warm take. Because um, somebody was saying this, and I kind of laughed it off. And the more I look at it, I don't know. It's almost somebody said Donovan Mitchell is more like a supercharged Lou Williams, and like Donovan Mitchell's great. His on-off numbers this year haven't been fantastic. He's fun. He's going to give you 25, win or lose, and like I'm starting. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know, man. He's I, I love him. I take him on my team any day. But yeah. I, I thought he had and he still has superstar potential because he's pretty how young is he? I don't know. But he's yeah, a, he's really young. Yeah, he's just third year. Yeah. So, so I don't know, man. It's just it's something something weird about him. Like watching him I can watch him dominate for stretches and he's he's powerful and he's athletic and he seems like his his game is you know, he's getting a better handle on the game, but I don't know. Something about him. Yeah, I I kind of feel like I don't see I feel like he's kind of reached his peak. Not that he's like in his prime yet, but I just don't see where he can take his game. Like I kind of think it's just where it's at. And he's just going to keep doing that, but it's not going to get that much better. He's just going to kind of like be the Donovan Mitchell we see. I don't know. I mean, I'll say this. He's, last year he averaged 24, 4 and 4, right? Mm-hmm. If you tell me any, any lead ball handler is averaging 25, 5 and 5, I'm saying you got yourself a, a borderline MVP candidate because that's like, that's, those are the numbers, right? Yeah. So, and he's only 23, and he'll hone his game and sharpen his game. And, you know, he'll start cutting off the fat of his game. So let's say he's averaging 26, 6, and 6 in a couple of years. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just see. We'll see what he We'll see what he turns into. I, I like him. I like him a lot. And it sucks that he plays on a team that, <laughs> yeah. So. Every, we just don't like right now. It's interesting. Uh, one other comment on Utah. We're doing a lot of Utah jazz talk here. But it's interesting that to uh, – like one of the things that has been swirling is that Rudy Gobert is supposed to get the Supermax whenever it comes. And the Supermax, according to, I didn't fact check this, but assuming that, you know, the salary cap doesn't take a gigantic hit uh, in two years, his fifth year of that con is $60 million. And I'm sorry, 60 with a, with a, the, after five, <laughs> the yeah. sixty million. That yeah. and if I'm a GM, I don't pay him anywhere close to sixty million dollars for a year. There's no That's, way in the modern no in, in the modern NBA that you want to pay Rudy Gobert supermax. Right, but I'm sorry, but, but I'm sorry, yeah, to get it. And so now yeah. you're as a GM of the Utah Jazz. It's like, do you trade Rudy Gobert because you don't want to pay him that? And or like basically it just comes down to you have to split this team up in some way because you have to pay Donovan Mitchell and you've got I mean, Mike Conley, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but Donovan Mitchell is your core. And theoretically, Rudy Gobert is going to be his like second man. But there's no way you can keep those two together, given that scenario that he gets the supermax. That's just that's entirely too much money for a guy who can't play outside of the free throw or outside of the lane that's not a, a modern center so uh it's it's really interesting to see what utah is gonna have to do um after the 20 i think it'd be the 21 season um because yeah something has to change like they just don't have the money for that so they're gonna have to break something up and some people have been swirling around the idea that they could trade Donovan Mitchell instead, which would be a really crazy move. But my guess is that they'll just dump Gobert for something. Wait, and that's the thing you don't, see, this is where it comes. Cause you don't just dump Gobert, right? Like, they, like the, the Pistons dumped Andre Drummond, which is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. That was the wildest trade, yeah. But, like, again, like, what are you going to get for him? 
So it comes it comes to that, like, because right. he's already on a pretty big contract, right? Really? Right? I think he's. I believe so. I'd have to double check, but it's, yeah, it's like, pretty big. Yeah, man, it's such a weird thing because would you rather have Gobert for 45, 50 million? Or rather have Nerlens Noel for twenty million, for twelve million. Yeah. You know, like he—he's he, sure he's not the player, but you—you you can, he can give you sixty percent, seventy percent of what Gobert can give you, and you—you get—you get him on a fraction of the cost. Ooh, dollar for dollar, Nerlens would be the better option. Right. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, like that's where, you, as a team builder, as a franchise, you got to think about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So, like, so, so his salary is actually really big. It's twenty-five million right now. Which is, I mean, that's still a lot of money. You know that's what I mean? For still too much. Who, yeah. who block shots and and he's a, I get it. You know, he makes it. It's almost like um, like the Deion Sanders effect, right? Where like mm-hmm. he, what makes him so good is people don't want to challenge him. So I get it. But like he can be schemed off the court by the right teams. Yeah. So are you going to go all in? And, yeah. So. Yeah, it's that's super interesting to see like what's going to happen there because I just don't think they can keep the team that they want. Well, even even more interesting for me is the fact that there's rumors that him and him and like uh, Donovan aren't like really great. Yeah, not yeah, because, uh, yeah. Not just because of coronavirus thing. I guess like maybe they just don't really. They're not really the best. You know, I don't know. Yeah, maybe this this whole thing kind of just blew the lid off the top, and they already had some fuming things. But yeah, I, I mean, especially if there's not good chemistry between the two, then they're definitely not going to be on the same team. But I think even if they did uh, have good chemistry. I just money wise, it just won't work. So yeah, he's getting so much money. That's twenty five million this year and next year is like, man, Utah's got some cap issues to deal with once Donovan Mitchell gets his new contract. So oh, here's my question: See if you realize this. Where do you think the Jazz rank defensively, like second half of the season? Um. Yeah, it's so tough because the Jazz are so streaky. It's always hard to know if they're actually good or not. Uh, I don't know, maybe like top 10? They were like in the 20s last time I looked. Oh, wow. Yeah, they were bad. Like their offense was really good for like a, a big stretch of the season. But I looked, I was, I, we were doing, I, maybe I did another podcast, I was just looking at numbers. And while they were like, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I think that's what it was. I was like, oh, they're a top 10 offense right now. Wow, I'm really shocked. But their defense was like 22nd. And this was from like December 15th up until like maybe mid and late February. Mm-hmm. So I was shocked. And, that, you know, that's supposed to be go bear, right? That's what yeah. the value is. So. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, like you said, you he can be schemed up the court. So it's like if play, if teams can do that, then they're just like an average defense at best. So because um, they're starting, yeah. I mean, they've got like pretty much no other good defensive players at that point. So so I got now. I have a question for you. The interviewer is being interviewed. Yep, you're going to get hoisted on your own petard. Um, oh, wow. So no, and it's basic question. Like I tell you, like the like Denver, uh, the Jazz, and obviously I'm a Celtics fan. So like when I hear Philly struggling, it gives me a nice, warm and fuzzy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, so this season's been this. Hey, you, you remember that movie It Follows? I, I know of it. I haven't seen it. Well, so if the premise is basically um, like you're kind of cursed and like the, the, whatever the beast is follows you, but you, you can pass on the curse to someone else. Think by it, like whatever. 
maybe by having sex, I think. It's a, it's a weird, <laughs> no, seriously, it's like a weird horrible concept. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a cursed STD almost, but that was Philly this year. They got Al Horford and I think like the Celtics malaise from last season followed him over to Philly. And so Philly was a team that had all the expectations in the summer and they kind of underachieved. They had weird losses and bad chemistry. So everything in that movie, it follows. But um, what team do you like in the NBA? We are, we both are NBA fans. But are there certain teams that you look at and for whatever reason, you just don't like them? And like you kind of rejoice when they lost, when they lose. Not even like a traditional rivalry. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I get. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, a te- just a team in general. It's like, I just don't like that team. I mean, uh, I already said Houston or uh, Utah for the reasons I already said. But like, uh, so I don't like Patrick Patter or not Patrick Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> I t- I'm getting so mixed up. Uh, I do like Patrick Patterson, but and they're on the same team. But I, Patrick Beverly is a guy who's like just annoys me. Um, I'm just I'm trying to think if there's anyone else besides the Clippers that I would put in that category because. I mean, I like I like the Clippers losing for a number of reasons. A, they're ahead of us in the standing, so losing helps us. And then I don't like Patrick Beverly, and I think Paul George is, you know, I mean, it was fine the way he left OKC. It could have been much worse, but it was just like kind of had some uh, some KD vibes to it, where he like said one thing and then did a different thing. Um, so it's like, all right, I don't, I don't know if this, I like that very much. So there's just some like, it has some bad taste in my mouth when I look at the, the lineup of the Clippers and knowing that they're probably going to be in the finals or like at least the conference final, uh, conference finals is annoying, but I would probably say them Houston is weird because of Russell Westbrook. I think if he wasn't on that team, I'd obviously want them to lose. I think I think their fans annoy me the most, especially this year, because it's the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life. Just seeing like how everyone did a 360 or a 180, not 360, a 180 on Westbrook from last year and being like stat patter to now like the best player in basketball. It's just like you got you can't just swivel. Oh, no. But see, I'll say this. You shouldn't be mad at that. That should make you laugh. That should be hilarious it, to you. That, because does, because you can point out, you can point out the hypocrisy is right there in broad daylight. And you can yeah. find the tweets. So right. that, shouldn't, that shouldn't piss you off. I do enjoy Barry covering or uncovering buried tweets and like comparing them side by side. That is funny to me. It the, the what it It's more of the people that are like, like in the media of Houston, like actual people, not just like Twitter people you don't know. It's the legitimate Houston media people like saying one thing one year and then switching to this year. It's like, all right, this is okay. You're just biased. That that's literally all you're saying. Like you're just biased for the Houston team, which is like technically not what you should be doing as a media reporter, even though everyone does it. It's just very obvious you're doing it right now because you literally switched 180 degrees on the same person in a matter of months. So that annoys me. But it is I regardless of what the topic is, it is fun for me to like see those tweets and then go and find an old tweet. And it's like you literally said the exact opposite thing. So good on you. But yeah, I'd say to answer your question, I think it's probably Clippers. Um, just it's a. It's a bunch of 
bunch of bad apples over there, in my opinion, from a Thunder yeah. perspective. So I dig it, man. Paul George to me is like he is definitely always going to be Batman because I mean not Batman. He's going to be Robin to somebody else's Batman. He's yeah. one of those players like if my team could get him, I would be happy. But if they say, all right, we're bringing him in to be the guy, I wouldn't be so happy. Um, yeah, he's kind of a chameleon, and he's 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 he definitely is yep. a, like he's, he's a slick he's a slick salesman kind of. Yep. Uh, where he wants to be liked, and he's still talented. He's great. He, Paul mm-hmm. George is absolutely great. But yeah, like you know, I heard him. Yeah, just the same thing. I've, I've heard him contradict himself, and yeah. it's within his right to go to ownership or whatever. And I get it. You know, quiet. It's obviously that's uh, that's all tampering. Nobody cares, so that's fine. But like, yeah, as a, as everybody tampers from, from the defender perspective, I definitely understand why it worked out. But still, like, dude, you know, you just made the whole show of resigning, and you didn't come through in the playoffs either year. And they had an actual party. They had a party for him in Oklahoma City, like literally eleven months after he got before he got traded they had a huge party in Oklahoma City for him now, and he made now all you these can say big claims though like it's it's it also no matter what you know this is this true if he had just decided to leave then you would have had nothing and instead you get a, you got a boatload of picks so like it right. all works out yeah and right? that's why i don't hate him the same way i i don't like kd but it's and also the fact that Westbrook seems totally like they're still friends. It's like, okay, you didn't really like screw anybody over here. So yeah, I, let's, let's be honest. I think that that iteration of the Thunder just ran its course. It was just time. Yeah. You know what I mean, looking um, back, what, looking back, you would definitely, I would agree with that. It's just hard in the moment to be like, to move on, especially when it's like involves an actual player like Westbrook, who is the team. It's just, I just remember in August, or July, August, maybe, of, like, everybody just thinking the world was ending, and now we're sitting here like, I actually like this. This is fun. This is a good team. So, but yeah, it was it was time to move on in hindsight. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I got today. Do you got anything else you want to want to plug or um, any final statements? Before we head uh, off, no, no man, just uh, everybody make sure you guys drink water, read books, uh, step out of the NBA bubble if you can. Uh, yeah. You know, get your athletic uh, subscription and read all the articles you want if you, you know, get your basketball fix. Ooh, Reconnect ooh. with family over, you know, electronically, make phone calls. Don't be down about it. It's not going to last forever. Uh, we're all going to get through this. Uh, I just did a podcast with Kyle Maggio and my, our guy Alex Kunga. Um, I'm trying. I actually was trying to find it right now so I could do the link or whatever, but I can't. I screwed up. Uh, just you'll find it on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Snotty Dripping. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, keep doing your thing. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, just like he said, uh, wa- wash your hands with soap. Stay healthy. Don't forget to uh, uh, don't forget to hoop in a social distance type of way. And do you remember do you remember how we end it? I have no clue. <laughs> okay, we always do thunder up at the end. Oh, all right. Let's so, do it. All right. So as always, thunder up. Thunder up.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.